0: Good to have everybody in the house of the Lord. When the rapture takes place, this is how it's going to be: the alive and the remain, the alive and the remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord. Praise God, Brother Brandon. Would you read chapter thirteen and verse one for me, First Corinthians? Verse 1, chapter 13. There we go. There I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity. I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. You may be seated and I'll be seated too. You've always watched me standing. on the watch you seated and I'm going to be seated too. Everybody say Hallelujah. I need a microphone stand here. Somebody give me a microphone stand. I'm hoping you guys can perceive what I need before I ask for it. All right. I need a microphone stand for this. I can tell if you guys got the Holy Ghost. You know what I know? When you can preempt me. If you can't preempt me, then you haven't got the Holy Ghost. You may have a ghost, but not a ghost, Holy Ghost. Hello, friend? Is mm, that working? They're going to find another one. I think they're on the way to get the Holy Ghost. They got the ghost right now, but not the Holy Ghost. what's the hallelujah. Let's pray to God. Lord Jesus, we need your guidance right now. Need your wisdom in what we're doing tonight. We need your touch. In Jesus' name. Well, I'm going to say to you, the door has been opened. The gates have been opened. Thank you, brother. These are great men. Give him a hand clap, folks. Come on, say, these are great men. These are great, great men. They're not used to me doing this, you see? So we are at a disadvantage here. I'm going to pull this back. and Put the mic before me this way. How's that? Everybody say hey, hello. This armchair theater. Thank you, Brother Miles. Thank you, Brother Brandon. Amen. Give him a hand clap, folks. They got to deal with my fastidiousness. Amen. I want to talk to you about the doors open. And... My title is, You Must Judge the Bible Version. I'm going to give you scriptures that prove that you must judge the Bible version that you embraced. If you embrace the wrong one, you can't miss hell. as that? You just can't miss hell because no lies of the truth. And you can't get into heaven with lies. Right. All liars. And if you don't have, if you don't love truth, you embrace lies. Yes. Now, tonight God just quickened my mind about this scripture first Corinthians 13. Because most people think that we that believe in a specific absolute Bible to Jesus come They believe we are unlearned, ignorant, foolish people. And they say we're unlearned, we're not trained, we're not keeping up with the times. Maybe we're not. But I'm not interested with colloquialism. I'm not caught up with culturism. Or traditionalism. I want to know the truth. And I want some man to teach me the truth. I want a church where the truth is. I cannot tell you to go to the church of your choice. I would be lying to you. If I tell you to go to the church of your choice, then I don't love you. Because God did not tell that to the Ethiopian eunuch. God did not tell that to Apostle Paul. he was Saul of Tarsus God did not say that to Cornelius the information was specific and when Jesus wanted to validate what he, he considered truth he didn't say go to any version of the Bible because when he was alive there was the Mishnah the Talmud and a whole lot more In his day. He didn't say go read different versions of it. He said search the scripture. And he didn't say search scripture. I leave it arbitrary. He said in the law. Mm -hmm. The prophets. And the Psalms. They're written about me. So Jesus did not. So you go choose which version you want. Nor did Jesus say, rest your faith in the scholarship. The scholarship of the day of Jesus, there were doctors. They said there were doctors. We call them scholars today. There were lawyers. What do you call them today? Scholars. And there were sages, philosophers. They are wise men. Jesus didn't say, "Go to Gamaliel for the knowledge, Cornelius." That's right. That's right. Gamaliel is respected as the very smart man of his day. Was he not? Yes, he, was. he didn't say, "Go to the doctors of the day of the law, Cornelius." Did he say that? Nor did he send a philosopher to the eunuch in the desert. Anybody change this model is a fool. Right. I don't care what his titles are. God doesn't respect me and you and personalities and organization and anything else. Right. God only respect truth. Amen. I want you to notice who God sent. And where God directed people. God sent an ignorant so-called unlearned fisherman to Cornelius to find the truth. Not a scholar, not a doctor, not a scribe. The Ethiopian was not reading another version of the Bible, or a perversion. He was reading the book of Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah was not written in Greek because the guy is Ethiopian. Probably was written in America in his day because he was reading his own Bible. But whatever he was reading corroborated with the knowledge of what Philip knows. And Philip, without a Bible in his hand, could tell him what he read, what it meant, where it's found, and who he's speaking of. If this church or any one of us deviate from the schoolmaster God gave us, I don't care what professor you've got. I don't care if his name is Ahithophel and his word is like the word of God. He's still not God. Let's clap hands to Jesus. So, here we are in the Bible. And I hope I can give you it without keeping you too late or too long. Beyond my scope of culpability. But go to chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. And this morning while you guys were singing, you were inspiring me. And God said, you've got to talk to them about this. If Pastor Neil. Or any organization, good or bad, come tomorrow and tell you the version Bible you have have mistakes. First of all, check it out. Uh-huh. But check against what? If my wife had a piece of pattern she cut off from Sister Miles' pattern and gave it to Sister Kim's, the Kim have a pattern. And Sister Sons to get a pattern from her. By the time you get to Sister Boyd, I don't think that will be the real thing. Too many conversions took place. Too many scissors slip and cut and cut this out and cut this in. And pretty soon it won't be the same. Let's go back to the known and go to the unknown. In 1 Corinthians 13 and 14, many so-called Christians fell down over this, don't understand at all. Paul is writing to show the supremacy of charity above everything else we do in church. Charity is how you treat your neighbor. Like in the beatitude. And the apostle taught us that that charity is above all. But notice he used a term, though I speak with the tongues notice here, of men and of angels. So two things we just learned. On earth, in the church, there are languages of men and sometimes the language of angels being spoken. But none of them are linked to scholarship. They all associate with what? Divine fellowship. Because nobody in the church can speak in tongues and of angels in this reference that Paul is making and says, I have a Ph.D., I can do it. I'm a scholar in linguistic, therefore I can do it. Right. That's not what Paul is talking about. He's saying unlearned people are speaking a language they've never learned. And there must be interpretation. He did not say there should be a translation. Right. Translation called for scholarship, right. education, interpretation called for inspiration, right. yeah, yeah. revelation, yeah. 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 divine illumination. Yeah. 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 There is a difference between a translation and interpretation the translator is not allowed to interpret at no circumstance can he inject an interpretation otherwise it's private private means it's not authentic and the interpretation that Paul is talking about here is not a translation Because the one speaking the language cannot verify that what he said he did say. Because he doesn't know what he's saying. He's just a donkey speaking God's word to Balaam. How many think the donkey, donkey had comprehension of what he said to Balaam? Absolutely not. But he spoke the truth. He was speaking not by translation, but divine inspiration. Now, when a version Bible confuses interpretation with translation, what you have is a perversion. When anybody tells you that you must govern your faith and trust and confidence. A, in the scholarship of the translator and the fact that he is respected by his fellow peers. Well, you know what? Birds of the feather flock together. If you watch Hollywood, they give each other trophies called Oscar, which is nothing more than idolatry, paganism. They make their own play together. And turn around and pat each other on the back. And give each other praises. Yeah. That's what Jesus said they do in the Bible. Uh-huh. They have the praises of men of each other. But they don't have the praises of God. Right. So the translator, the moment he starts to give interpretation, then he ceased to be an translator and become a private interpreter. Hello? Now, we know the eunuch said to Philip, of whom this man speak. Because you guy ask him, do you understand what you're reading? He say, well, I don't have the right version. I need another version here. I need the Mishnah, the Talmud. I need the Mithras. I need all these other Bibles that the Pharisees and the Sadducees had. No, he was reading Isaiah writings. And the Bible us know that Philip was not translating it. He was giving him the sense, which is interpretation. He was teaching him what it meant. And you see the results of that connection? Acts chapter 2 experience. Any translation that does not give you a Hebrew response and an apostolic response is pseudopagraphica. That means a Greek false writing. When it's real, it's homoglomania, mean homogeneous. It's not haphazardly given. Antilogomania means against the truth. Now I'm talking Greek to you. And I can see where I'm coming across as a barbarian talking to you, precious Pentecostals, who are not scholarly, therefore you don't have faith in other versions of the Bible because you got Amen. King James Ism disease. And you fail to take the inoculation of K and I V. The New King James Version, which is just a perversion of the true version. So let's write it down in your mind. The difference between translation and interpretation. This Bible in my hand is not not an interpretation. It's a translation. This Bible does not try to interpret nothing to me, just tell me what was done. They record what Jesus did and wait for him to tell the meaning of what it means. A translation is not an interpretation. An interpretation is not a translation. A translation is based on scholarship and learnedness. To go from Greek to Hebrew interpretation of tongues does not require you being to grade two school. You have no education what you have is divine inspiration and divine revelation and beautiful illumination because you're speaking as the Holy Ghost gave utterance, not as the professor gave you in Webster Dictionary or a Greek lexicon. Translation is based on education Interpretation of First Corinthians 13 is based on divine revelation. A translator and translation is based on human scholarship. But in God's word is based on anointing. The anointing teacheth you all things, and you don't even have to go to grammar school or finish kindergarten school, even though you're 25 years old. Translation requires the wisdom of men who went to college to get knowledge, kenosis. But interpretation, when I hear tongues of men and of angels, I don't need to be a translator. All I need to be guided by the Holy Spirit that will lead me into all truth. Line upon line Precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. Because I'm speaking as the Holy Ghost give utterance. Not as Greek vernacular asks me to articulate syllogism. Does that make sense? This pastor may be sick, but he's not stupid. I may be brainwashed, but thank God I'm heartwashed too. I cannot tell you go to the version of your choice. I'll be lying to you. And I can't tell you go to the church of your choice. I can't tell you that. I got to show you absolute, not situational ethics based on cultural bias and traditionalism. The commandments of men is not the same as the commandments of God. Diverse difference, because my thoughts and theirs are different. Let's worship God. You see, a translator cannot translate without you know whether it be majuscule or seals, letters. He has to dig into the, the garbage of antiquity to find th- scrolls to know what thus said, the Lord is saying. But we speak as the Holy Ghost give utterance. Every time we speak it's current. It's not stagnant and stale. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because it was first preached to Abraham. Long before Jesus brought it down here. Come on beloved. This church is rapture bound. Not rupture bound. Translation is culturally time dependent spelling and meaning and slogan and slang change, but with divine inspiration, amen, the revelation of God is settled in heaven. If it's new, it's not true. If it's true, it's not new. You seek The old path. We don't find our truth in caves. We find it in the hand of the disposition of angels. We don't become archaeologists. All archaeologists are a bunch of graveyard diggers that dig up fossils of bones. Once I cut the bone off, I don't want to see it again. All archaeologists are our garbage collector. Now, I see you don't like that. I don't care what you don't like. You want to go eat from the garbage can? Go if you wish. T-bone steak is in there. Not one of God's writers resorted to digging up the earth to get a revelation from God. They are trying to deal with yesterday. I am dealing with God Today and forever. We don't need a laboratory to figure out if this bone is of antiquity or today. Or carbon 14 or uranium 138 or 238. To figure out how old this is. The Lord says I'm the ancient of days. I declare things that are right. From the beginning I am he. Now I am still he. Come on, church. I will not be baffled by scholarship. No guy can go to university for six months or 12 months and come back and tell me that he's got the knowledge of God. He wasn't God counselor. In fact, God never used one of them one time. Let's worship God. Anybody know why God did not choose Aaron over Moses? Aaron was a linguistic expert. He could speak hieroglyphics so well and Egyptian connotations and verbs and hyperboles. And Moses, for 40 years, forgot how to even pronounce A and B in the Egyptian language. That he stutters, he struggles. He couldn't understand how to talk these words. He said, God, don't send me down there. Send a translator. God says, I don't need a translator. I need someone who will speak as the Holy Ghost give utterance. How I many of you, that's why God didn't choose Aaron. Because he's a linguistic expert. And God didn't want him. God wanted a man that when he speaks, he says, this is the thing that the Lord requires us to do. And Moses wrote as he was commanded. Uh-huh. Clap your hands to God. I am not convinced by doctoral titles or, like the brother said of the night, degrees so hot till they're hot to the burning hell. The more ignorant you are, the easier it is for you to understand the Bible. Because this Bible is hidden from the wise and the prudent. And reveal unto babes. You don't need another version. or perversion. Because there's no such thing. What you need is a revelation. Because to you it will be given. To understand the mysteries Of the kingdom. When God open your eyes. And open your heart. And open the scripture. What lack like I yet. Come on beloved. Why are there so many Bibles? I'm going to tell you why. In the church, we have interpretation. There are no translators in Pentecost. Holy Ghost filled. Oh, they went to college and learned. But none of them got it through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They don't exist. Tell me one. Tell me one that woke up next morning today. Hey. I'm not a Greek scholar. I'm a Hebrew scholar. He doesn't exist. And if he come to tell me in this church that my Bible, I've error in it, he is quoting the wisdom of men and the science of archaeology where he dig up, I'm going to ask you about Jews. Jews never bury valid scriptures. When they come old and decrepit from use, they burn them. Jews never throw their garbage, their, their, their holy sacrifice in garbage can. In every translation that we have in this world that's coming to us came out of the garbage can, of the Vatican, out of Egypt, Alexandria. And from Mount Sinai in Egypt again, since Mount Sinai, Synapticus. It's time we get out of the garbage can. It's time we start to put our faith in the fossils of men and put it in the scripture of the Bible. And even though the fossil says to what they're saying, no, drop hands to answer Jesus. Translators are culturally biased. They call it hermeneutics. Let me tell you hermeneutics. Is that a word for having urna? Spiritual urna. I made that up, so there you go. They can, so can I. Hermeneutics came from the word Hermenes, the name of a Greek pagan mystical god. Who said you bunch of people on earth, you earthlings, are too ignorant to understand what the gods of Pythagoras are saying, that we need an intermediator, not Jesus. We need an intermediate called Hermes. Hello? Mm -hmm. Another word for that, Webster Dictionary, Mm -hmm. Greek lexicon. You're too ignorant to know. You got to consult Webster. Mm -hmm. Is Webster safe? Represent the Holy Ghost. Huh? Does Westcott and Hortz know the one true God? They thought they were gays. They're homosexuals who they were. Anglican homosexual priest. Atheist, they confessed it. Look it up. Don't look at me. Look at the gods of history, and it'll tell you who they were. Hello. Hermenes is written by cultural translators to take the place of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is supposed to give you definitions of what the mystery of the kingdom means and not you try and search it out through other means. Hermenes is somebody, it's a Greek mythologist God who's supposed to explain the meaning of the gods. Obviously, they're calling Jesus and the Father gods. So Christianity through Rome adopted that and said, before you can be a pastor, you got to take hermeneutics. you got to learn Greek and Hebrew. when you can't even speak English already. They're in problems in English class. They're learning Greek and Hebrew. So you can snore in Greek. Huh? I don't want to say the rest. It's not nice. In Hebrew. Can anybody find me a Greek anywhere by birth? Who can pick up our Bible and says, I know from cover to cover what it means. I'm a Greek, I got an edge on you. Do you think a born Greek person have an edge on a Christian? Do you think a Hebrew scholar, a rabbi, a sage, have more knowledge than a born-again Christian? They took knowledge of us and they said, these guys are ignorant, unlearned men, but we can't deny what they're saying. Isn't it amazing how ignorant fishermen wrote things that Harvard still can't figure out, uh-huh. and the Pope blunder over and stumble over, right. and our Pentecostal sages in their churches who are garnishing their tomb and won't let Origin die, calling them church father, when to me they're bastards. No bastards, by father. Don't look at me like that. He said, either your sons or your bastards. The Bible says that. Right. Greek is not a requirement for understanding the Word of God, nor Hebrew. Never will, never shall be. Amen. You don't need to snore it, or, or cry it, or, <laughs> or sing it. And I will challenge any Greek scholar, any Hebrew scholar. Come and prove to me I'm wrong about the oneness of God. Come and tell me I'm wrong about the apostolic message. I don't care if he's got PhD or DPP or DDD or MMM or Don the Duck degree. There is no greater wisdom than the wisdom of the Holy Ghost. Let's worship God. Every translation is of private interpretation of the translator. He is giving us interpretation. Tell me one time from Genesis to Malachi where any of those 39 books were ever called upon to be translated by God's men. Let me tell you who did translations into our faith as scripture. Backslidden priest in Rome, in Babylon. They lost the language of God. They took on pagan names. They could only speak pagan vernacular. You couldn't quote the Shema to them. They wouldn't know what it meant. They think it's crying, Mama, when you say, Sama. You say, Elohim, and they say, hit him. (laughs) Miss him. They don't understand. So, Alexander found compromising Jews who rather than teach the people their original God language, gave them a substitute language because they Hellenized the world. The first thing he did, he forced every man around the world to abandon their language and learn his language. Don't tell it's not true. Socrates, Aximenes, Plato. I know of those craps out there. That's what they are. They're done. And they're done. And we won't let them die. Right. We keep teaching them at colleges and universities that they are fathers. They're not fathers. They're bastards. You only have one father. Amen. Our father. Who art not in Rome. Right. Nor in Mecca. Right. Thy kingdom come. Yes. Thy will be done. In earth, as don't look at me like that. I'm not. I'm not blaspheming. You see, if you are like Joasaphat, you will sit with Ahab and, con- and condemn me while you hug and embrace Ahab with his false teaching and Jezebel Zidonianism. Get your Bible right now and turn to Acts two thirty eight. If it doesn't say what my Bible says, you have a perversion in your in your hand. I don't care what version it is. I don't care how respectable a scholar is. Hitler was respected by Germany. Hitler was respected by all of Europe. But he was a mass murderer. Hey, you know how Capone was respected too? You know, The Godfather was too. Respect is not synonymous with truth. Accreditation doesn't Guarantee you absolute truth. <clears throat> it just tell you one union card was passed to another person. And they pat each other on the back. But who accredit the creditor? And by what basis? When did God go to Pharaoh to say, I credit what Moses is saying? Hmm? I can tell you, folks, Azuda Street in Topeka, Kansas did not happen with the New King James Version. It didn't happen in NIV or any paraphrased version. All they had was what we call the King James Version. There must come a time when God gave us his word and settled it. And not change it with generation. And not change it with colloquialism or syllogism. Our Our idiomatics on the name of culture okay, so Sister Robin don't know what the tape recorder is. That's her problem, but I got a cassette. Too bad she don't have one. If the cassette is hit, it's hit to them and they're lost. In whom technology have displaced them from the historical fact. They got some great messages on my tape that modern guys can't listen, they can't hear. because First of all, they can't find the tool. And if the gospel is hit, it's hit that they lost. And if my tape recorder is hit to them that don't have one, they can't hear the message. Oh, God, you guys can't hear the metaphors. I'm trying to speak to you, man. Come on. Act like you hear something, church. At least pretend you understand. I won't know the difference. Let's act like you understand. Come on, say, good, pastor. Preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it. Did you know you can find one place in the Bible where God ever spoke in Greek? I'll give you $1,000 if you show where God spoke in Greek. That's not my, it must be my wife's savings, but I'll give it to you anyhow. She can't hear me. She's not listening. She don't hear too well, and I don't, I don't see too well. We can mess up each other. <laughs> We're quite a couple, <laughs> isn't that nice? One guy said, "How do you put up with your wife?" They're, they're both already hearing, and the guy said, my wife, she talk all night. <laughs> I got sound sleep. It's awesome." He said, "How do you do it?" He said, "I just do this." <laughs> I just I can't hear words he <laughs> I Lay me down to rest. <laughs> Church. I'm gonna shock you. We were talking to the saints the other day. And saints, when you see me, you heal me. There's something about you there's something that's magic about you. And I hate to use that word magic you can, towards the pastor, he's using witchcraft, he's using magic. <laughs> 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 it's got magic in the church. So I'll change my word for better. Brother Gerard, help me out here. Give me a better word, please. Back to Gen. Oh, by the way, Acts chapter two. See, I'm not that old. I can come back to the real thing. Acts chapter two, thirty-eight. If your Bible says for the forgiveness of sin, that's a lie. You 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 believe it and that in practice, you go to hell. I don't care to anybody, say, you go to hell. well, pastor, look at how small your church is. Hey, the smaller the package, the more expensive the cost. Uh Anybody bring you a big old, you know, package. I'm so glad you guys don't watch TV, and I'm glad you guys don't. But there's a program on TV. Don't go go, go confirm it, please. It said, now which door will you open? Door number one? or door number two, or door number three. Open this door. Because the mega is on door number, I don't, can't tell you. Same with Bush Bobby, you're going to read NIV. Mm-hmm. Whose report are you going to believe? Right. The translators? Or what Peter said? Mm-hmm. If it's for the forgiveness of sin, you're lost. Right. Hello? In your Bible, Genesis chapter one. Go there. In the beginning, the gods, no. the tribunal came together and met at city hall. Had a forum, and they agree we need a world. What do you say, God? Number one. Great, number two, sounds good. Number three, what do you think? I agree. Total agreement. Just like wife and husband, total agreement. (laughs) (laughs) The father had the idea. The son built it. And the spirit said, good job. And it's time to make us Mankind and Father says, You know, we're three, you're not good enough. We need a man down there. Yes, sir, we need one. We need a cyclop with three heads. One body, three heads. Your head is good enough. Number two, yep, it's like your number one. Number three, yep, yep. So we're going to make man our own image. So, Brother Gerard says, Not my glass fooling me. You do have three heads. (laughs) My God. Where do you come from? And in the beginning, God made Brother Gerard, came the head of the Father, the head of the Son, head of the Holy Ghost. He got three heads. Sister Miles, you can't marry but one man. Which one is the husband? The one in the middle, or one of the twins? Go pick one, please, quick. Which one do you want to kiss tonight? Isn't that silly? Now, God says, let's make man. We know there are tongues of men and angels. Job says angels saw when he did. Angels were there. Hello? Don't let no Greek scholar mess you up Genesis 1.1. I believe God's report, not your report. I don't care what your knowledge is telling me. Your knowledge is telling me that you're messed up. Now, God made man in His, not our, own. Yet these translators says God made man in our image. We said in His own image, own image. Hallelujah! And when God made Adam, I wonder what language He spoke in. Greek. German, Latin. You see, back to 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. That scripture would have been irrelevant in chapter 1 of Genesis. Now, there's no such thing as, cha- as tongues of men in chapter 1 of Genesis. You guys don't get it? There are tongues of angels and tongue of man. Singular. Adam did not need an interpreter to interpret what God is saying. Or vice versa. Adam called things what they are today. Is that right? What language do you think Adam spoke? Anybody can tell me? Greek. Russian. Slavic. I'll tell you what he spoke in. God's language. But I still don't know what that is. And when Adam had sons and daughters, what do you think, what language did they speak? Adam's language, which came from God. And when they have kids, what do you think they spoke? Their language got from mom and dad, who came from grandpa, who came from God. Can I tell you tonight that language is still on earth? uncorrupted. Can you believe it? You should be excited. You should come on pastor tell me. Show it. I want to hear it. It's the only pure language on earth. All others are corrupted. It's an incorruptible language. The one God spoke the first time on earth and has not stopped Speaking it. How many know what I'm talking about? How many knew this before? Put your hand up. Before this, come on. How many say this is shocking news? Revelation, Pastor Neal? Let's call CNN, CBC ought to be here. My Lord, our JBC, mm, our RGR, right on the radio. Shocking, brother over there! You look pretty surprised. You're waiting for the bomb to drop, right? I'm going to drop it right in your heart. When God spoke to Noah, He spoke Greek. Did He? Spoke Spanish? No. He spoke God's language. And when Noah went to his wife and his kids and said, God's going to flood this place, he spoke it in God's language. And when God talked to the animal, he talked them with God's language. There were no translators. There's no scholarship in scholars. There was no university. There's no Harvard. And by the way, Religion is the first one to have titles called doctor, because doctor started in where? In Jesus' day. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, they're doctors of the law. They were called lawyers, right? So law didn't start at Harvard. It was in the Bible already. Nicodemus was a lawyer. Now, folks, after the flood, how many years would it take to populate the earth back then? One year? If that's true, those girls were pretty agile pretty active. They were picking them up by the dozen. <laughs> I don't believe it. It still took nine months. Nine months That's right. of a baby. And if the earth was populated, how many nine months went by? By three boys and three poor girls super active. You know, you girls should tell those boys. He said, I want a new kid to say, Yes, yeah, for you is fun, but for me is death. Pain. When you're finished, I'm still worrying about it. Nine months of it. Go get your own. You think men could survive if they could come pregnant? Not on your life. <laughs> they can't even bear toothache. Never mind. Procreation ache. You just want to confirm it right here. Anybody want to second that? <laughs> Any third? <laughs> God made women tough. Yes. We men are a bunch of punies. And he knows it. <laughs> she has experience because she's babysitting me. <laughs> I said, why don't you cry like I cry? She said, what good is it both of us are crying? <laughs> Thank you, Sister Neil. Let me do all the crying. Thank you for a good, broad shoulder. Now, folks, over several hundred years went by. Get me, stay with me, please, for that to develop. Search your Bible right now from Genesis 1 to 10, and you'll never find Shem and Settites and Eber in the valley. You'll find them on the mountaintop. God's people are mountain people. Like mountain goats. You know who went down? Japheth and Ham in chapter 11. Migrate down to the valley. Brother Beaton, you ready for this? Did you know everybody in the world was born one nation? In fact, there was no such thing as a nation, they're called sons. Cain, Adam, Abraham spoke the same language. As bad as Cain was, he spoke God's language. Because he and God had conversation. There was no other language. So there was no need for a translator. There was no need for interpretation. God says, you're a vagabond, and vagabond he was. God says, you're cursed, and that's cursed. Out, and you're out. Then you out mean out? <laughs> out didn't mean something else. How much with me? Yes. I'm trying to show you out today, translators are the scum of the earth. They're going to send people to hell by the thousand. You say, all translators? No. I'm going to tell you right now. Right, not right down in your mind. Right now, the stage of religion is chapter 13 of Matthew. It's being fulfilled before your very eyes. Write that down. Everything in that chapter is being fulfilled right now, even in your life and my life. Everything in this world right now is being fulfilled in Matthew 24. That's the world fulfillment. Don't step with me, folks. Stay with me, please. I'm the sick one, not you. Praise God. And in the church, right now, be fulfilled is Matthew 25. You don't need a translator for that or a prophet. It's written for your learning and admonition, not for your translation or interpretation. Read it, believe it, and do it. How readest thou? Go do likewise. Don't change it. Now, back to Genesis. When God confounded the language in chapter 11, I challenge you to find in that group Shem family being confounded. Come on, look in there. You want $1,000? $1,000? Look whose generation he gave you. Ham, Japheth. And when he finished telling you all about them, he said, oh, by the way, there's a group called Shem. Let me tell you about them. And he stopped talking about Ham and Japheth. And from now on, the entire Bible is about Shem to this very day. If that don't turn you scholars on, I'm not sure what school you are in. Amen. Now, if that's true, which of those three brothers maintain the God language? Hmm? Anything Shem speak, Eber speak. Anything Eber speak, Noah used to speak. And Noah was a preacher in righteousness. What language did he use to preach righteousness And Enoch prophesied the same from Adam. What language did he prophesy in? None prophesied in Greek. Greek is not a gateway or smoking gun to truth. Give up your Greek Bible. Give up your Greek lexicon. It will lead you to error. I'll tell you this to be in Hawaii. You need to read the book of the God language. Any pastor telling you a different, you got a problem. Because this God language has not changed since God spoke to Adam, the flood didn't stop it. Those in Japheth and Ham. They used to speak it until God disseminated in chapter 11. One language, chapter 10, many languages, chapter 11. But don't look for Shem in the group. Can anybody see that? I'm being healed by this truth. It's just wow. Wow, pastor. Get sick again to get more revelation. Can I go on? Yes. How many is enjoying this? Brother Brandon? The rest of you, you come on, please. Faster. You know I intended to. Thank you. <laughs> Divine confirmation. He's got the spirit. <laughs> well, I know I can't finish this. I know I can't finish it. But I'm giving the, 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 the niceness of it all. Then after the flood, after Eber, God called Abraham. What language do you think God called Abraham in? The one his father knew? The one his father's father knew? It goes right back to what? Read chapter 3 of the book of Luke. You'll find a long list of ancestral. There's nothing Greek about it. Everything about it is Hebrew except Ruth. And Ruth was a half Hebrew. Because she came with a lot. And Lot was called a Hebrew. In chapter 14, was he not? And Abraham took three hundred Hebrew boys. Or some not some Hebrew boys, but some strangers, some guys who were not Hebrews, well worked with them, and fought and delivered Lot. They didn't, right? Is that right? And when God spoke to Abraham. He said he, he said he preached the gospel to Abraham. Did he preach in Greek? So if the gospel be hid, it's hidden under the lost. Which gospel? The gospel preached to Abraham. Jesus did not bring a new gospel. He said if you believe Abraham, you'd have believed me. For he saw me. every Gentile is converted to Abrahamic gospel that the blessings of Abraham may come upon there's no Greek involved why do we enshrine Greek and that in the Greek in the original Greek nobody ever said in the original Hebrew Within our own Pentecostal ranks are the false churches. Do they ever emphasize Hebrew or Greek? Come on, beloved. Be honest. What do they emphasize? Greek. Modern Greek. Newer Greek. And I say Greek holds no mystery for the believer. Original truth can only be found in the Hebrew language. Salvation is of the Jews. And Jews came out of Jacob. And Jacob came out of Esau. I mean Isaac. And Isaac came out of Abraham. And Abraham came out of the Tiran. T- go right back to Shem. And Shem to Eber and right back to Adam. Look in Luke chapter three, I think it's where it's at. At the top is Jesus, son of God. At the bottom, Adam, the son of God. And the two sonship. First Adam, last Adam. Tell those Greeks, go back to Greece. Go serve Cineramus and Tammuz. They're false gods. Because the Semitic people were always calling on the name of the, and building what? altars and prophesying. If you want to know the truth, find it in Hebrew language. And none of us here speak Hebrew. So we're in trouble. Because Hebrew is the language of God. When God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai and said, I am that I am. He's the same God that spoke to Apostle Paul on Damascus' journey. The same one who said to Moses, I am that I am. In Hebrew, the same one said to Paul, or Saul of Tarsus in Hebrew. Because Hebrew says, I heard a voice from heaven in Hebrew says, Saul, Saul, why you persecute me? And Saul so responded back in Hebrew, who art thou, Adonai, or their Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. Did he say it in Greek or in Hebrew, folks? Don't let any pastor, any preacher tell you that your Bible is not right because it doesn't have the right Greek. Greek don't tell truth. The only pure language on earth that can bring truth is the Hebrew language. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, you're going back to Hebrew. Why do you suppose the Babylonians had to call on the? I am not to call them an apostle. You're an apostle, all right, an ambassador. Why did they call on Daniel? To read the handwriting on the wall. That was not in Greek. It wasn't in Amaric. It wasn't a dream or a vision. It was a literary writing. It was the same hand that wrote the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai. It was the same hand that wrote in the sand... And the Jews and the Gentiles said, stone, stone her. But Jesus wrote in Hebrew on the ground, and the Jews first left because only them alone could read what he said. Come on, beloved. Hello? Not one time God ever wrote in Greek, so I don't have to go dig up Greek to know what God said. It won't tell me. Because if the Greek contradicts the Hebrew, it's wrong. Yes. And you can't tell me Jesus was preaching in Greek. Because not one Greek got saved on the day of Pentecost. Right. I lost you now. Grecian Jews were there. Uh-huh. This a Grecian got saved. It was a Pentecostal festival, which can only be found in Moses' five writings. And Moses wrote of me, and Moses would have written it in Hebrew. Because at Mount Sinai, when God wrote on the stones, those Jews knew what God wrote. Because Moses' job was to come back and do this. Read for yourself. And you know why I know they could read it? Because in Egypt they said those Hebrew midwives are saving those Hebrew boys. We Pentecostals are trying to preach the gospel on a new wagon. We're jumping on the Greek vernacular intellectualism, scholasticism of science and technology and telling our people go find a translation that you can best understand. rather than tell them, go find the God language. Right. And because you don't speak Hebrew, God anointed men that speak to your edification without the education of learning the language of the Jews. Now, church, look at Malachi, Written in Greek or Hebrew? Jesus and John the Baptist met at Jordan. Did the voice spoke in Greek or Hebrew? Did the angel spoke to Mary in Greek or Hebrew? When Jesus was 12 years old, and the temple is a temple language, Greek or Hebrew. Let me tell you who introduced Greek to the church. The apostle Paul. Peter couldn't even speak Greek. That he had to get John Mark to write it for him. Because Mark was not there when those stories he's telling took place. But Paul, being born in a Grecian empire, in a Roman empire, living in that situation, a Roman is bilingual because he was born in Turkey. The only Turkish Jewish boy that ever was accepted in the academy of Gamaliel in in Israel because he was one or two among the greatest and the most noble scholars in Jewish history. That Paul even said, you know my manner of learning. You guys know me. I was famous. I was like ISIS terrorist. I'm well known for my Hebrew scholarship. I was a a doctor of doctors. In Ephesus, when the rest of them he spoke to them in what Greek? But he spoke to the saints, the brethren, and spoke to them in Hebrew. Hello, hello. Now, folks, am I condemning Greek? No. Every language came from God. Because time is running out, I don't know you'd have time. And need to come back to this or since you came in and typed for me or you know, some other girls gonna type for me. Get a steam back in writing. Take a trip in modern times. Go down to the United Nations next week. I can help you get a plane ticket if you want. I'll help you pay for it. I'll pay one tenth of it. <laughs> and you pay the rest. Find your own hotel. I've been to the UN, I've seen the big circle of seats. About hundred and twenty of them sitting down, I think, nations or more. Every country is represented in the unit in the UN. Every country. They have a charter. And every country must have that charter in their own language. I don't care how their local country changes colloquially. It must express the universal. Agreement, and not a colloquial agreement. Version of the Bible that you have is colloquial; it's not settled in heaven. Because this what it happened to you. If you if you, if you use changed version of the Bible, you're gonna stand before God in a few days to come. In Revelation, it's gonna open two books, one for the saved, and the rest of the books will be six or six books of the Bible. Paul already told you're going to judge the world by my gospel. He's going to judge it by Moses' teaching and the teaching of Apostle Paul. Didn't say Peter. Paul says God shall judge the world by my gospel. Didn't say Peter. Because the apostles to the Gentiles is Peter, 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 Peter. Paul, I'm saying to you, Moses for the Jews. All those who despise Moses die without mercy. And Paul said, God judge the world by my. In other words, all seven churches, the seven epistles were started by Apostle Paul. Peter didn't start one church. You can't find it anywhere in the Bible. Or James. All seven churches. From Romans. Right up the line. Were started by Apostle Paul. And Canadians are Gentiles. Americans are Gentiles. And God going to judge them by the teaching of Apostle Paul. Paul is a Hebrew scholar. And everything Paul wrote, if you know your Bible, if you know your Bible, ninety eight percent of Paul's writing are nothing more than copy of the Old Testament. Amen. Explaining it, expanding on it, but nothing new from it. Not changed. How many is with me? When Samaria needed the message, and they were, they, were, they were cultic. They were, they were half, half truth and half lie. That's what they were. Who God sent down there? You know who he sent? Whobody knows? Philip. How many men stand the day of Pentecost? A bunch of Hebrew boys. 120? Plus... The one t- and ten, eleven men, all Hebrews. All Hebrews. Yeah. And then we're reading uh, in chapter 7 Acts where the Hebrew and the Grecians were fighting over whatever. Is that right? So really, there are only two people on earth, Gentiles or Jews. The only true Bible on earth are Jewish Bible. And I don't mean the Mishnah, Talmud, or it's just now coming to close. I haven't touched my nose. I haven't got time to, have to do it. But I'm going to say to you here, the only true language on earth is Hebrew. In Revelation, when Jesus spoke to John on I wonder what language you talking, Greek? I am Alpha. I'm Omega. So I'm trying to tell you, church, you can't condemn King James Version Bible based on Greek. Right. If you're going to do it, you better do it based on Hebrew teaching. Oh, hallelujah. Let's worship God. Let's do this and then I'll finish. What time is it? You guys really mean it? The first Bible translation was an attempt to corrupt the word of God. Uh-huh. The first translator was a serpent. Right. That means every translator today is possible a serpent. Yes. Now, I don't mean a derogatory term. I mean he's subtle. He's smart. And said he's wiser than other men. Therefore, he is he's the hermeneutics of the day. Uh-huh. Scholarly. When God said, not many wise, not many noble are chosen. Is that right? Yes. Why is so the translation? The answer can be found in the scripture. Amos 18 verse 11. We are now witnessing the fulfillment of the famine in the land. Between now and 2.18, the King James Version of Bible will be obsolete. It will not be available. It will be demonized by Pentecostal oneness people, Trinitarians, by also Muslims. I, Trevor Neal, said that. Buy a poem and keep it. In churches, when Bibles are read by pastors, there will be 25 versions in the Bible being read different from the pastor's reading. And they will all say the same thing. Point number two, Satan agents have sowed terror. are being fulfilled right now. Chapter 13. Nobody is beyond being deceived by Satan. We have to have the word of God put standards. Pentecostal is not a turnkey smoking gun to salvation. Oneness is not even. Anything in the false world is among us. The Bible says as there were false prophets among the people so shall they be among us. I didn't make that up. So don't believe in every spirit. Try the spirit. We're seeing translators are chaining the truth into a lie, Romans one twenty five. You know how I know they're lying? When I check what they say in Greek, I guess the Old Testament writings, there's no corroboration. Everything in the New Testament can be corroborated in the Old Testament. Whether it be numerical, syntactical, or words. Our sentences, our paraphrases. "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord." And Paul says to the to the Romans and Corinthians, "Unto us is one God." I see corroboration there. If the Bible says in, in 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 Isaiah, "A virgin shall bring forth a child," I can't say in the, in the New Greek, a, "A girl shall bring forth a child." That's false prophecy. And I judge that based on the Hebrew, not the Greek. The Hebrew book says, a virgin shall bring forth a child. The new version says, a young lady shall. Uh Hello? Romans 125, they changed truth into a lie. Satan changed it with one word. If one word get us out of the Garden of Eden, what about 50 changes where God has changed 50 times or dropped out 50 times? Uh-huh. Huh? And Holy Spirit has changed several times. That's right. Acts 2.30 goes again. He shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. They put Holy Spirit. Sound nice, doesn't it? Holy Spirit is undignified, doesn't it? Nothing wrong with spirit, but it's in the wrong place. Uh-huh. It's a displaced word. Right. Like the word not is a displaced word. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you see what up in modern Greek versus coin Greek. Coin Greek is the, is the common vernacular Greek of the day. Like we call it in Jamaica, patois. Our French language, pidgin language. It's the pidgin Greek. But the higher class will speak Latin or higher learning Greek. And I asked the Greek lady in the Bible, I mean in their trip in Greece, some biblical things and said, That's Greek that's Greek to me. I said, Lord, if it's Greek to you, what is it to me? Spartacus? Hercules? Church, I may not be popular. I may not be a, a ticket draw preacher for everybody else, but for you. I'm Jeremiah three fifteen. Translators have corrupted the word of God. The moment you change Holy Ghost to Holy Spirit, you've just corrupted God's word. God does not like you to change what he arranged. If you build an altar, take your axe off it. Don't make it look nice. Leave it like it is. St. Corinthians 2.17. It said they corrupt the word. If you corrupt a transaction, Brother or Brother Brother you guys are very famous men. If, if, we, if, we, if we mess around with a contract and take one word out, we corrupted the whole thing. Am I correct? It's void. You cannot unilaterally change God's word. You must bilaterally do it. You and he must have a change. Paul said there's a change of the law. And Jesus says the law was changed. So that's a, not a unilateral but a bilateral change. Because God confirming the word. Translators, we don't know who call them to do what they're doing. Nobody hired them. But they, after digging in the garbage of history and the soil that God buried and forgotten, because God did bury Sodom and Pompeii, and they went and dig up what God buried. And try to pass it off to us as special knowledge. Let me tell you, the Dead Sea Scroll, is heretic. It's a mixture of poison and good food. It was done by the Essenes. Jesus condemned the Essenes. The Essenes were heretics. And them and Jesus had problems with washing their pots and pans and all that stuff. And they can be found in chapter 7 of the book of Mark. God says in vain they worship me. These all the traditions. Why so many translations? They stole the word. Now we've got Gay Bible, uh-huh. Faye Bible, right. J Bible, Straight Bible, LBJ Bible, JLB Bible, All Kind of Bible, DDD Bible. Name it, pick it. You want it? You can have it. Uh-huh. Smugglers board. Pick it out of your choice. Like going to the church of your choice. Uh-huh. Jeremiah 2330. I'm against them. They stole my word. I try to get my people to forget my name. I'm going to stop right here. Translators are, do, are doing what God says. Don't add, don't take. Uh-huh. My question to the translator is, when you come to the Greek words, you change it from coin The waistcoat and hearts, new Greek word. And because the rest of us people are dumb, we're gullible. In fact, Catholics don't even read their Bible. Muslim, Muslim, Muslim. never read it anyway. This' really what the guy told them. They pay him to read for them. <laughs> That's what he does. What they do is, when they can't find a word, they make one up. But you don't know that. If you teach that Holy Ghost should be removed from your Bible, and these modern Bibles, you can't find one with the word Holy Ghost in there. It's deleted. Do you think Satan is going to help God perpetrate truth? You think ungodly men are going to Change the Bible so you can have a better understanding when they're outlawing it? You think they're going to act in your best interest? You are gullible to believe that. How many guys try to tap me on one thing on the on phone? I hang up on him. Or oh, I should do this? I said, no. If you knew the, where that riches were, you wouldn't tell me. You and your friend would run off with it. Boy, you think I'm gullible and stupid so you can do this. I don't mind being a fool, but a fool for Christ. The Lord taught me in my Bible. Do not be afraid of their faces or their titles or their education or their scholarship or the fact they're being respected. Because you guys don't know what accreditation means. Accreditation does not mean it's synonymous with truth. Accreditation means this guy formed a union called Theological Union. And he passed some laws with the government assistance, Rome helping him, and the government helping him to keep certain people out unless they pay him dollar and bills. And he's going to say, you can come in or you can't come in. If you don't come in, we don't recognize you. So what if you don't recognize us? We're unknown down here but well known in heaven. Who want to know you. Them are God. Come on, beloved. I have a degree in my wall. The university is accredited and they're well known. But does that know mean I got truth? You know when doctors in Canada, his success rate of hopping a baby was one in a hundred. They died. Hello, all accreditation means is we respect you, but we will never defend you in court that you know what you're talking about. How many understand that? Am I making sense? Accreditation does not mean validation or acceptance in the eyes of God. It means God discredits you in heaven while you're created on earth. Because that's the praises of men. They wrote off Peter, James, and John as ignorant, unlearned, unscrupulous men. They called Paul a babbler. Would you call Paul a babbler? Would you call him that? Or would you call him the wisest apostle there ever was? They said Jesus was mad when he said a wisest Solomon is here. So my question to our people that claim Christianity in the world what did you give up for your accreditation? Because the devil will give you anything you want along you bow. I talked to a religious group, an article of faith. They said we will not change the article of faith to please a oneness group. The oneness group must accept it or forget it or forget our accreditation. Or we will act like we didn't see accreditation. What's the difference? i tell you what the difference is. It's like, I'm coming to close. I'm not boring you to death. Uh, it's like those Hebrew boys, you know. Come on, just bow. Uh-huh. And so they said, okay, let's be, let's be politically correct. Here, give me a handkerchief. Let me handkerchief, please. Drop it, please. So we'll all bow and pick it up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And go through the motion and confuse them. Come on, beloved. Let's stand. No scripture is of any private interpretation. If you want to know if the King James Version Bible is valid, do not go to Greek. Take what it's saying and compare to the 39 books of the Old Testament. There is no other way Unless private interpretation. Because church, a dog in English is a dog in French. Right. And a dog in Russian. I don't care how many Jeju- <peach> you roll them. In Holland, there are 56 words to thank you. It's right for a thank you. M-G-V-L elbow, peak, empen. By Italian done, there's no place left on the page to write the word down. I'm not kidding you. He said, "How do you pronounce that?" In uh, over here, I've been to Holland. Some word have up to twenty letters, fifteen letters. One word? When I as a pastor tell you, okay, there's no Bible absolute. In your Bible, in your language, if this suits your language, you get a better understanding doctrinally. It's fine. Is doctrine more important than the word? Which was first, the word or doctrine? In the beginning was the word, not in the beginning was doctrine. Doctrine is dependent on the word. And the word is independent of doctrine. So you can't tell me because the translator went from word to word that make him accurate and good. No. No. Because some words cannot be directly translated, he has to do something. Jesus said, "If you want to know the truth, read Moses' writing." Why do we baptize in water by immersion? Paul gives in First Corinthians ten. Go there, please. Go there, guy. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Go there, ten. Paul says. Peter. Peter says. Paul wrote writings too hard to be understood. No Bible Bible says there's no script of private interpretation. No translation left of the will of man. Penmanship don't guarantee fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 10. Where do you think Paul got that from? Come on, beloved. Were they all baptized in the what? In the Red Sea. Did they sprinkle? Do they pour? Come on now. Next time somebody tell you we get a better translation, say so you sound like Naaman to me. We got a better one down anywhere I come from, in Syria. Parfar. Parfar is better than Jordan. You know? K I V is better than K you know KJV. Same thing. Do not let them do to you what Ahab tried to do to Micah. Oh, Micah, this is your birthright. But you know, don't be that, you know, bullheaded about it. I'll give you a better one than the one you got. They want to take away your Bible and give you a better version. Do you believe it? Satan, send them to destroy you. Right. They're not giving you a better version. Ahab is lying. If what He had was better, why is he trying to get rid of it? Here's the final proof that those versions are wrong. They produced a Trinity. They produce one, save, always save. That's not found in the Old Testament. That's right. Hello? They tell you that, there's a, that, that Jesus Christ is second person in the Trinity and that's not in the Old Testament. Nowhere in the Old Testament was Jesus Christ referred to a second person. I'm not through, but I'm saying... Back to First Corinthians 13. Whenever there's tongues interpretation in the church, we're not having a translation. We're having interpretation. And the speaker is not a scholar in what he's doing. He speak as a spirit move upon him. And he can only do it two or three times. He got to quit. And let the church judge what he just said. And the only way the church can judge what he just said is by going back in the six or six books. Because he can't prophesy outside of that book. Yeah. Sister Robin, aren't I smart? How much believe this guy is smart? Yeah. Put your hand up there. Richard, you don't think I'm smart? Well, I think you, you, you got a problem. If you want to embrace those false doctrines, I want to ask you a question. Why don't you go home and change your birth certificate and put it in there that you were born on December 25th? If you don't like that, why do you expect Jesus to like it? If Jesus tells you he's a ghost, why do you tell me he's not a ghost? Lord Jesus, tonight... We thank you so much for what you're doing in this great church. Talk through your people. Let them know God. Test the translation. Test it with Hebrew text and the Hebrew text of the books of the Bible. Way back there, there's a lot of consistency. We can talk to a Jew and he can't deny the Shema. God, I'm not against scholarship. I'm not against respect, I'm not against what you have authorized, but he said before you come, Satan will come from behind. So tears, so many that we won't know which one is correct anymore. We got too many confusion, right now there's a confusion in our churches, even those who claim to know the truth. They're not valiant for truth. So they accepted blindly like Jehoshaphat. Lord, we got so many Jehoshaphat among us who's accepting Rahab. I mean Ahab and Jezebel's and Balaam's belief system mixing truth with error. But I pray for Micah's among us. I pray, Lord Jesus, for that man that said, I will not sell my birthright." I thank you for Antipas who said I'm against it. They killed him. They may kill us with slander. They may excommunicate us. They may throw us out. But we want to be like Antipas. I'm against it. I'm against Balaam. I'm against the Nicotheans. I'm against Jezebel. I'm against mammonism, nepotism, and trivialism of what God has established. Thank you for the true Bible. You've given us a version that's not a perversion and you've settled in heaven. Generation comes and go, but your word will never change colloquially.